everybody. Welcome back to the Expressions Podcast. Your host, Chris. And today, we have a legendary episode, in sort of say the least. Uh, in the past year, this past year, was on the one of the most hype projects in a few years out of the underground. A legendary resume that I can't wait to talk about. And what seems like it seems like already because we just talked a little bit in the in uh, the pre recording here. A fantastic person getting a great energy from this man through this Zoom video call right now. I'm here joined by the legendary Keatum. Keatum, welcome to the show, my man. How are hey, you? Expressions. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, the, really, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Keatum, start us off, man. Where are you from? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, originally born in um, like the Dallas area of Texas, mm-hmm. but moved to Oklahoma when I turned like two years old. So I've been here my whole life. So not Oklahoma born, but definitely Oklahoma bred, man. What can you say? 100%. What can you say about Oklahoma? I told you this in the DMs. First ever Oklahomian. I don't even, <laughs> that might not be right. I think it? that's right. I think the, that's I, right. Okay. Okay. Well, kudos to me right there. That was a fucking guess. <laughs> What can you say about the state of Oklahoma? I don't think it's a state that gets a lot of love. I don't think a lot of people know about it. And I don't, and even me personally, I don't know one artist, producer, anyone out of Oklahoma. Maybe you could educate us though. Yeah, it's definitely a chill place. Um, I wouldn't say there's like nothing going on here, but there's not a lot I can say going on here. And uh, yeah, it's a very chill place. I love living here. Um, would I recommend someone come here to make music and try to do that? Maybe not, but yeah. it's definitely a, a very good place to live. And, uh, you know, I don't want to take that for granted. So definitely. Do you feel any influence from Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma in your music? Like, are there people around you listening to underground music as well, similar to what you make, or is it, you're just on an Island alone in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yeah. No, so thankfully, there I have a, a ton of homies from here that make music, and pretty much my whole life, I've been able to meet different people that have been into music. So, uh, yeah, living here has definitely influenced me getting into music. Uh, I tried to do band in school for like half a semester one time. That didn't mm-hmm. work out at all. But uh, just random stuff like that, stuff that's like maybe not related to what I'm doing right now, I feel like has shaped me to try to learn music in some way but that being said no there's there's a ton of my friends out here doing the same thing as me so and and going back to what i was saying there's there's definitely stuff going on in oklahoma i think that i know people will see soon maybe in like next five ten years or something but i'm hoping that um yeah all my boys can just go up that with here so yeah, I love that. You mentioned playing in the band. What instrument did you try to play? Man, that? this is the this is embarrassing. I played the trombone. It's <laughs> so, about the worst one you can play. I feel like I feel like um whenever I think of, of a trombone, I think of uh that one episode of SpongeBob with Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> the trombone. That's what it felt like, bro. It was yeah. a, it was not fun at all. Yeah, not at all. Wasn't for you. Oh, unfortunate, but. Big takeaway, Oklahoma's on the up and up right now. So I, I think so. Maybe not totally rap uh centered, but yeah, I think I think Oklahoma's maybe next up. Hey, well, I love it. Little history lesson right now about the state of Oklahoma. I peeped in your bio, you're from Tulsa, but obviously I'm the interviewer. I gotta ask this question. Right, so right. but you know, I do my research like I always say. Tulsa is actually known at one point as the oil capital of the world. Yeah, that's that's probably like the coolest thing I could say about Oklahoma. There, there's not much I can like. This is crazy though. State Wait, for, but Keaton, this is crazy. You know, during the year 1907, Oklahoma produced more oil than any other state in the U.S. and any other country in the world. For real? Yes, 1907. There's literally that, the oil capital of the world. That is a fact. Okay, that, how crazy cool, is that? I, I didn't know how crazy it got. That, that's insane. To think about like the like the world, like Oklahoma is producing the most of literally what the world runs on. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that that's the one that I tell people all the time because they're like, "What should I like? What is there even to know about this place?" And I'll say there's not much, but yeah, we used to make oil and we have country music. So, but no. Nah. 
I love that. I love that. Well, for sure, for sure. listen, Oklahoma's on the up. We know that. And that's a history lesson for everyone out there. You're welcome. I hope you learned something. Go you. Oh, yeah. That I didn't somehow. even know that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that before that either, where I looked that shit <laughs> up. But, Keaton, take us to the beginning, man, though. How did you even start making music? How did you get into all this? Dude, so I guess one thing I forgot to touch on was uh, all my friends around me were kind of into the underground, uh, just in middle school and stuff. I can remember listening to like young bands and Cardi and yeah, yeah. So everyone on SoundCloud, Uzi, and everyone there at my school seemed to like all that stuff. So thankfully, it wasn't like I was alone in a school where no one was into the same stuff as me, that type of thing. But um, yeah, I think making beats for me started, this would have been in uh, like 2018, around mid 2018. I remember it being like the last week of school. And I don't know if I just had like a lot of free time or what, but I was on my computer and I came across these like YouTube tutorials on, I think his name was a Sharpie or Sharp. He's a producer. And uh, anyways, he made this video of himself making a beat. And I was like, that that looks insane. Like, I want to learn how to do that. And so it took a while, but uh, eventually I, I think that week I got a hold of like a FL demo and then started messing around on there. And then I honestly never really put it down from there. I just kept trying to make beats and stuff. And, um, but yeah, I, I think it was definitely just being curious on the internet. And uh, back when I was mentioning being in band, uh, there's someone from my school named Jason. And I remember he was using FL Studio back in like the sixth grade. I thought he was always <laughs> oh, back the then. Yo, Jason, know, right? Jason's tapped in, man. Bro, shout out Jason, yeah. So I think, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I think I want to say him using that put me on to FL. So shout out to Jason for sure. Yo, I, I wonder where Jason wonder where Jason is right now. He's got to be doing something incredible, building rocket ships or something at this point. Right? That, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's what oh, I'm my saying. God. Well, very. that's uh, very cool. I feel like so many people, even myself, like I love going on YouTube and watching producers cook up. Like, I think it's so fascinating. And obviously it inspires a lot of people, including someone like yourself. Is there anyone else you like to watch on YouTube at all? For like yeah, producers? I would, uh, there was Sharpie. Um, I believe his name was Aries, uh, Nick Mira, all mm. the internet money guys for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I would also watch tight beats too before I even started producing. Um, I would kind of just treat the YouTube tight beat world as like a another Spotify. Like I would just go on there and listen to beats and play video games or whatever. Like uh, I was just really fascinated by people making so many of these beats all the time and there just being so many out there to listen to. So uh, the YouTube tight beat scene for sure influence me like learning producing as well a lot of good people good supportive uh people that are willing to like teach you whatever in that community so well that's really fire i've never heard someone i guess say talk about like the tight beat world not even yeah. that phrase has been brought up before but that makes sense it's actually really really interesting even you literally just listening to tight beat after tight beat after tight beat, like just listening, I imagine for different sounds, how how they're using this 808, et cetera, et cetera, like learning how to fuck around, play around in mm-hmm. FL a little bit more. That's really, really cool, man. I think, I think producers should definitely tap into the Keto method. I'm going to call that now. Dude, even now I catch myself doing it. Like, and I'm telling you the most fire producers are the ones with like 200 subscribers. Like they had just made their channel or something. They have 300 subs and like they're putting out beats. They're probably fire. Go check them out. Like take the risk. Like it, it, it's not too big of one. Like worst case, you're not going to like the beat too much and whatever. You're going to run into that in any type of music. So yeah, for sure. That's real though. Give it hey, give the people a chance out yeah, there. Yeah. Give, give, give it. You, we all started at zero. We all started exactly. at zero. For real. Exactly. Keaton. Now it's time to let's, let's, let's break out the resume. Okay. Your resume is fucking crazy. Do you know this? I I hope so, man. I really do hope so. Oh, humble. This is a humble man right here. Let's 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 dive right into it. So start off. You're on if looks could kill. Destroy lonely. I mentioned in the intro. 
one of the most hyped tapes of the year. People were people were dying for if looks could kill for forever. You're on biggest problem. Almost a million streams right now on SoundCloud. Insane fucking song. Going backwards now, back to 2021. Right. The first homicide gang tape, Snotty Wax, and you're on the deluxe with Big O shit. Snotty Wax is at 620,000 now. Big O shit is like 200. I mean, legendary, legendary tape. The Thank first you, homicide gang tape, bro. Like, I remember when that came out, like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, this shit is crazy. I thought it was so hard. And I'm like, that Snotty Wax beat was. That shit was absolutely incredible. So, thank you so like, much. you've been you've been a part of the, you've been part of the culture for a long time now, and and played a big role in it. I'm gonna keep going though because there's too much to get into. You're on OMO, Dom Corleo's new tape, Quest. That 50k now. You got a crazy Yeet song built different. That shit is absolutely incredible. Two hundred thirty thousand streams. Yeah, I need right. the story for this one. We might have to halt to a stop. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Soldier Boy Call of Duty. I'm gonna need to I need to understand how this happened. Just t- tell me now. I have to stop. I, I thought um, I was gonna ask later, but I can't. I need to know. Very, very, very interesting, like turn of events, I guess. Like uh so basically I remember this day, uh I was hanging out with my friends or something, and like when you sell a beat on Beat Stars, which is like the, the mm-hmm. platform that I sell my beats on, uh you'll get like a notification. And I remember getting a notification for, it's called the unlimited lease. It's like when you're selling beats, you can sell like, yeah. uh, Yeah. And so, no, break that down though. Break that down. Break that down. So So, yeah. So when you sell a beat, uh, think of it as like different tiers. Like the first tier will be the cheapest and Mm -hmm. Hey, you can only get up to 25,000 streams on SoundCloud before I need that. Like, $40, $40, you know, yeah. so it's just, it is like, it, it sounds messed up when you're first hearing it, but it, it really is just how the, the B community works. And yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the second tier, you know, could be like unlimited streams, but you don't own the beat. Yeah. And then the third tier being you just outright own the beat. Yeah. And so, uh, I get a notification saying that, uh, I got an unlimited lease, which means uh, it's like the middle option. So it's a little bit more money. So you don't see those as often. often. Yeah. And so I got the notification and I was, I was hyped at first, of course. And then uh, just out of curiosity, like I clicked on the notification and then the name like looked mad familiar. And I was like, like what? And then I'm staring at, because uh beat stars gives you like their name and and phone number and e- email when when someone buys a beat from you and so i look up the name and it's saying it's soldier boy and i'm like all right bro this isn't funny like who's out there buying beats under a different name to trick yeah. people and so I, I honestly i didn't think too much of it i didn't think it was him but uh some months went by and then someone just commented on one of my YouTube videos and was like, Hey, like soldier boy, use this beat. And then that's how I found the song, but it was totally random. Like, and like, by the way, shout out soldier boy. Cause he actually, shout out soldier like, boy. For real. Sw- like some of these rappers don't pay for the beats. And so the fact that soldier boy, like someone that could have easily just stole my YouTube beat and yeah. what, what would I have done about it? You know what I mean? But he is a real one for for actually supporting you know producers and all that so shout out to soldier boy but that's, that's how that happened yeah he just he got it off my my youtube basically that's so fucking real man that's that's a beautiful story to hear i mean soldier boy for me just inspirational he's been he he, he changed the game he changed everything it's soldier Most boy. definitely bro i think that was like the first rapper i ever listened to as a kid mm-hmm. like soldier mm-hmm. boy so yeah like he had everyone he had everyone in like the world it seemed like hitting to crank that you know and yeah, definitely yeah so to, i remember just seeing that and going through like your profile i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> like like you gotta scratch your head like he's never yeah. even been brought up on this podcast i don't i like i struggle to find a way that he could be brought up but keaton comes to save the day like, it's mad random man it's mad random <laughs> yeah, it really is 
legendary to say the least though so i appreciate thank that. you for that story i was so curious to know about that of course let's keep it rolling though milan dover street twenty thousand streams fire ass song six song you have with midwest send him to hell another 20 you have a song from a minute ago i never heard this shit but it's called it's by uh 24 resh it's okay. called nana and it's like four hundred fifty thousand streams oh for real yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've never heard of this song. I need, yeah. I need to check that out. Yeah, no, nah, that's my fault. It's from like two years ago, though. Okay, okay. Maybe yeah, it's I from just a minute ago. got the name of it or something. I found another song by this guy. I didn't know this guy, Shard. 10 yeah, piece off yeah. freestyles of Mara's song. Yeah, thank uh, you. You have a song with Edison Cullinan, 23,000 streams. That shit's fire. Thank One you. of my favorite songs of the fucking year. One of the best beats I've ever heard in my life, actually uh bros hoes or i guess that's bros before hoes zucchini you and patrick oh it's it's a it's it's a perfect song zucchini i'm a huge zucchini fan i think he's fire obviously patrick is insane yourself insane like that's one of my favorite beats i ever heard like that thank you so much patrick and i made that on um discord one time yeah shout out patrick that shit yeah amazing beat Play, you have, uh, excuse me, songs with Teflon, Tizzy, Nerd1K, uh, Mobing is Glock Kitty. Uh, I, I fuck with this. DMXN Damien? Did, yeah, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not I, too I, sure I, how to say it. I, we recently uh, like met each other and all that, but yeah, yeah. Oh, facts, facts. Yeah, I, I hate when I butcher people's names, but like, you know, everyone's like not out and about. Like if you're worried, if you're worried about how to say like Lil Yachty, you could just hear him say, hi, I'm Lil Yachty. But obviously no, 100%. It's a one, but you get, you get what I'm trying to say. To pronounce, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So fucking insane resume. You've worked with some of the biggest artists in the underground to fucking Soldier Boy to just some absolute classics on SoundCloud tens of millions of streams almost definitely definitely millions for sure what does it feel like Keaton? what does it feel like you've been in the game for a long time now since 2021 going crazy so what has all the success been like man because it doesn't seem like it's gonna stop thank you so much it's it's great for sure like i've been uploading beats to youtube and and all that for a while now and so it's just it's really good to see that people uh like the beats that i post and everything like it would suck if i made a bunch of beats, put them out, like put work behind them and then nobody uses them. But I'm very, very glad to like hear that a lot of people post songs and like the the list you're saying, I'm assuming like my, my name's in the title. So thank you so much if, you, if you're out there doing that because that definitely helps so much towards mm-hmm. like people finding uh, who made the beat and all that. So yeah, all I can say really is I'm I'm very thankful for all of it because there definitely was a point where no one was using my beats and I was yeah. mad, confused, and frustrated. So, so something uh, I I would I'm interested in is I mentioned right you're on on if looks to kill this year, a couple of years ago you're on the original Hamasana gang tape. You pretty and, and that was one of the biggest tapes of that year that came out, right? You know, they're allegedly they're opium, they're under Cardi, like, and they sort of came, I feel like, I feel like that tape sort of came out of nowhere. Like they didn't really have like that great of a social media presence either. Like it was just like mad random. And obviously I heard about them just cause you know, Cardi, but then you heard this shit and it was like, Oh my God, like what is this? So what was it like originally getting that placement back then? And was that sort of the moment for you where your career just sort of just went like, you know, started going off the charts and whatever it may be. Was that like the moment or was even before that? So that song definitely felt like a a turning point, I Mm -hmm. guess I could say. But um, like you said, there wasn't much presence like behind the tape and everything when it first dropped. And so how the song came about was super random. Like, I I didn't like got wind of the name Homicide Gang, but like I honestly didn't even know they were rapping. Like this, I was just I was making beats. This was probably like maybe January of that year or something. Yeah, I'm probably wrong, man. But uh, sometime I'm making beats on Discord with my boy Kenzo, mm. and he's like, "Hey, man, you gotta like tap in 
to Homicide Gang. I have their email. Like, they posted it on their story. I think you should send some beats. And I don't know what it is, but back then, I just wasn't really sending myself out. I would post it to YouTube. If I knew any rappers, I'd send stuff to them. But I just never really made the effort to go and send something out. So I'm like, well, shoot. Like, if I'm going to do it, it better be now. So I got on there. Uh... I think I sent them like two beats and then one of those was uh snotty wax. Wow. So just after that, like I wasn't emailed back or anything. So I I honestly didn't even know if that was a good email, like a legit email anymore. Yeah. Because you know that'll happen. You'll get an email and it'll but anyways, uh I I found out the song drops because my same friend Kenzo is just playing music on Discord. Like we're just like sometimes we'll chill in there, just not make beats and listen to music, do something else. And he's playing this new homicide gang tape. And I'm like, wait, like, can you play that song like again? And I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? And I guess I just forgot I made the beat or something, but like two went too quick after a while. And I'm like, oh shit, like they dropped something with this. And so I I was mad hyped when I found out when I found out they used it, but I honestly just had no idea, like, really who they were. Like, I, I mean that with all, all respect, yeah. I guess. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so I was just unaware at the time. And um, over time, like, they dropped a music video with it. And the song uh, got more plays and stuff. But, yeah, at the time, I, I genuinely had no idea, really, like, what that meant. So, but I, uh, the snotty wax and big o shit i really like those songs and i think that was a crazy era for like trap music and everything back then mm -hmm. sure. i completely agree and first of all incredible story though kind of not even not even knowing not getting notified or anything and just one day you're just listening to casually discord and you're like wait a second is that yeah is that me that's it crazy was, it was mad weird it was mad weird but yeah it was definitely it was cool working with him. So we're kind of, I, I kind of want to talk, keep talking. We're going in chronological order right now. Mm -hmm. So we kind of fast forward to now. Obviously I mentioned the loan song uh, from this year and sort of what you're making right now. What's been the biggest, what's the biggest difference you think in the underground a couple of years ago compared to right now, if there's one that you see, like, because I feel like you came up and the sound was obviously a little, a little bit different, let's say. Right, yeah, that's pretty yeah. accurate. More like more of the rage sound, let's say. Even though it has like a yeah. bad connotation now, for whatever reason, because people like to make fun of it. But like, still, like, yeah. you know, shit was still fire as fuck. Like, yeah, like all like all the homicide gang shit. Like, what do you think the biggest difference is musically and just maybe culturally? Anything else you'd like to add? Well, I think that rage, like the word rage and everything, I guess associated with that gets bad, gets a bad rep because. It's just more popular. Like it is what it is. Like things become popular and people are like, What? Like this shit isn't <laughs> hip anymore. I don't like it. And so it's just the way of the internet, I guess. But I think what's different is there's just a lot more producers. And I think that's a, an amazing thing. Uh it's it's for the better, honestly. It, it I think challenges like production as a whole. There's there's way more people making beats. That means that your beat may not stand out as much versus all the other people that are making beats. So I think really that's it. Like thanks to TikTok and just like producer content, I feel like getting a lot bigger than it was before has just helped a lot of people like learn how to produce and stuff. And I don't know how true that is, but that's really the only difference I can really see because, uh, Although, like, yeah, people are making new sounds and everything, like, the, I guess people would be surprised and like, when making the beats, how similar that, uh, in quote, rage and this new sound is, I guess, you know, you're using kind of the same, like, chords and everything, and so it's really up to the producer, uh, I guess, to decide on that, but I think that uh, just this section of music is a lot more popular now and maybe all the bad rep that you know stuff like rage gates or some of the production styles 
is simply just because of the internet. I think it's just the way it has to be for mm -hmm. music to evolve, but yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree with that. I think something you said that I do, I do see is the amount of producers. I think there's so many fucking producers to your point, good producers. Like there's so many producers that I hear for like the first time, like this is insane. Yes. There's definitely so much more. And you said, and you feel like at least um, a reason for that is the amount of producing content going on. Uh, do you feel in, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, do you think, do you think just because of that amount of content and the fact that it's never been easier to be a producer, like there's just so much more opportunity out there, but at the same time, there's also a decrease in opportunity because there's so many of you out there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is how do you, as a producer, cause you've seemed to do this really well, how do you make yourself stand out? What, what do you think the best way is to make yourself stand out? That's what it's like to eliminate all the cliches, like, just be yourself like mm. that's literally the worst thing i know i could say like whoever's listening to this i know i know but like <laughs> that's really all there is to it there's a reason why everyone says that like it is what works and uh at least just personally speaking all the maybe songs that i've enjoyed that i made in in my producing time uh those are usually the ones that i didn't put too much of my mind towards and it kind of just came natural so as long i feel like as long as you're surrounded by people you feel like are good people and like you at least feel like you're doing what you need to be doing then there's no reason why you shouldn't be successful in whatever you're pursuing in music but i guess to answer your question like with all the same information and and stuff and people just being able to learn easily i think that there is more opportunity and it may not look all the same like you may want to get a placement with this rapper really bad when and actually you could be like working with an up-and-coming guy that may be up in like a couple years or something like that i mean that's just i guess the risk of working with certain people and not working with certain people but yeah to, i think there's so much more opportunity and Thankfully, you know, I haven't ran into any problems to where like there's too many producers where, to where I can't do what I want to do. Uh, maybe if, you know, my whole thing was like going and getting placements, maybe that would be an issue because, yeah, there's like a lot more beats going to those artists now maybe than there would be a couple years ago. But uh, I, I haven't really seen it as an issue, thankfully. Yeah. No, you yeah, you definitely have not seen as an issue no one is uh no one out there is stopping from no one is stopping themselves from using their keaton beats is what i want to yeah. say yeah and nobody is that's really interesting though it really is interesting but i think keaton you'd agree we're both very glad that there's a lot more producers out there because the thing i you said i you said that i love the most was it raises the bar everyone yeah, has to be yeah. better now and mm. people are like people are getting really good really fast so like uh for example my friend nick bro prod nick yeah he, bro he's only been producing like don't quote me but like a little more than a year or something like that a year yeah and bro it's just insane like insane insane and uh with like more information it's just allowing people to learn all the the stuff that the fundamentals i guess way faster than before yeah it's a really really good point shout out to nick though he's one of my favorite shout producers out to him. I mean, such a good dude listen to so much of his production like the past yeah literally the past year so something uh i wanted to ask you about is you mentioned a lot of producers you have an appreciation for some one producer that i think at least from the outside look i didn't seem to be very close with is jay wade yeah uh, that's my dog you have hella shit with him but specifically you guys were on if looks if looks could kill together you were on, uh, were you on Homicide Gang too together? Yeah, yeah, the Deluxe, yeah. Yeah, you were on Homicide together, and you were on uh, Dom Corleo together, correct? Correct, yeah. Yes. What's that relation like with Jay Wade? What can you say about him? He's another guy who I've been seeing for so fucking long now, it feels like. I mean, like two <laughs> years, it's like two, almost three years, really, but yeah, it's not like long, long, but shit, and music is long to me, man. So tell mm -hmm. me, what can you say about your relationship with Jay Wade? How'd you guys originally link up? 
Bro, Jay Wade is a legend. Uh, I came across him on YouTube. I was looking for some loops to use. And I don't know how popular this is nowadays, but uh, I remember like a couple of years ago, people used to just put loop kits on YouTube for free. And uh, like in the video, they would include all the loops and play them so you could see which ones were hard. And then anyways, Jay Wade was pumping out these loop packs more than anyone like just going crazy so uh after a few labs that we got i decided to hit him up and a little bit after that we found out uh we were on the homicide gang deluxe and so i've pretty much known him as long as i guess i've been like contributing some of the songs you were talking about before and and so he's pretty much been around like this whole time which i'm super thankful for he's a really good dude we actually met uh linked up in tennessee maybe like a month or two ago now made some beats just cooked up chilled and yeah it was really good to get to know him and really i'm, I'm trying to do that with a lot more people in this in this producing thing like just meet everyone i can because so far it's been nothing but love but uh yeah jayway's goat bro yeah. total goat Jay Wade's absolutely a legend. So happy to hear you guys actually got to meet up in person. I agree with you. I wish I could meet everybody that I interview, everybody that I've ever talked to through right. Sci-Fi, because the fact that we all share like this deep love and passion for music, and it's not just like any kind of music, like we're in the trenches. Yeah. Listening to someone like, we're, we're all talking about this one kid with 300 followers, and we're like, yeah, he's next up. Like, this, this is this exactly. is the next future. You know what I mean? Literally. I absolutely love that. Before we leave the Jay Wade topic, I would love to learn more about biggest problem with Destroy Lonely. As I mentioned, like one of the most hyped tapes in the underground this past year, probably was the most. It charted crazy on Billboard. It was everywhere. I, you know, he went on tour right before it dropped. I had the opportunity to see Lone uh, in February, uh, where oh, I'm really? at. So far, maybe appreciate his music even more seeing him in person. How did that all happen? Obviously, you, Jay Wade, and Cody was on there. Just an amazing song, biggest problem. But yeah, how'd that all happen? How'd you find out? Yeah, man. Uh, so Cody reached out maybe, maybe like close to a year now or something like that. We haven't been working for too long, but uh, he just reached out. We had been working with like some mutual producers, um, at the time, and so I think just everything lined up and then he hit me and I started sending him uh the producers will know what this is uh zips zip files mm -hmm. it basically allows you to collab with other producers super easily like you can send projects and stuff so I had just sent him uh, a project one of like maybe three or something and then uh he worked on it sent the beat back I was like cool this is a fire beat and then uh some months go by and then i get a like a dm on discord from him saying like yo like telling me what's up and so from there on is when i like i guess like i started sending him more stuff i would say after that we we may have got like a little bit uh tighter through that process and so and really all three of us like jay wade and cody uh just started working with them more after that so but um yeah it was just super casual like we weren't really in a studio session or like i wish i had a, a cool story uh, a cool story no no, no. i think this, no 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 come on keaton this is just as cool as the story they made Thank you, man. It, it's it's the fact that you actually were on the tape itself i mean it's the Thank coolest you, thing ever yeah like but it, it was just it came from p putting in work for sure just sending sending projects that you know we might think is cool and but we we might not have the brain power at the time to finish the project so you know that's that's when the duty is to send it off to one of your homies and they'll finish it from there so but yeah it, that was just one of one of the beats we had just one of them so that's so fucking fire man thank you destroy thank you. lonely for getting on a keenan beat like that for sure thank you thank you that's fucking amazing something else i want to talk about is your youtube channel you have like almost like 7,000 subscribers on there. You 
have so many beats on there. So many beats on there. Seems like you've been at it for a minute. What uh what makes what made you just upload to YouTube all the time? Obviously, you mentioned the type beat uh or the type beat um how, community or as you said how much yeah. that did for you. Why have you been so adamant and consistent for a long time in posting shit on YouTube? Man, I think it is just because like I was listening to the the type beats so so much back in the day, but when I started producing, uh, because of that, I, I think I just automatically thought I was fire or something. And so I was making these terrible beats, bro. Like I would sample Mario 64 or something. Like <laughs> the loop would be off time with the drums. It was a disaster. But I still persisted and posted my beats to YouTube, even though they were ass and terrible. But I kept at it and eventually I started meeting other producers and that's really where what you know pushed me to keep dropping stuff on YouTube because it's hard at first I guess when you're new to anything but especially something like music to where other people's opinions kind of matter like if someone's going to hear your music I guess that's subjective but uh you know personally my bad bro for my dog uh <laughs> you're good you're good like I don't know. I, I just think it was easy to for me to share my music with people on other people on YouTube. And I met a lot of good, you know, producers and just people I could always have to talk to at any time. And so that I feel like is what made me keep posting to YouTube because um when you're doing something like posting beats to YouTube, you may go a month where you don't see a lot of sales or something like that. So the the roadblocks are there, but I think that the only reason a lot of people even keep doing it is just for the people that, you know, appreciate the beats and uh, comment and everything show love. And so uh, it's a very tight knit community. Like you'll see the same people coming back to your channel and stuff. Like it's, it's super real, super genuine. So that's really, really cool. Everyone out there start on, the start on YouTube is not bad. I feel like sometimes it's a bit taboo. Like Post that shit on YouTube, man. I love that. There's this like stigma that it's corny to post on YouTube and stuff, but I don't know. I think that's wrong. Tell him, Keaton. To tell him. It's wrong, people. It's wrong. No, for sure. So something I'm also really interested in that I don't think a lot of people talk about is sort of when for someone like yourself, right? You started this as you know, you just want to make music. You're interested in music. You want to play around and and see what you can do, see what you can make, right? And there comes a point for someone like yourself where, in my opinion, it takes a a big step up. Where, yes, it was it started as a hobby, something you have to do, but now you could almost see it as a career potentially, and that could be something that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't get on a Billboard charting album and not really. Like without some sort of paperwork and you signing something, not actually physical, something physical, but for you to get the royalties and what you actually deserve from that. And it's more of a business, right? It's more, it's real. It's real in the world. And, you know, kind of speaking about yourself, you're under uh, some dude who I think is really cool. Jonathan Hicks, who's an internet money A&R. I was happy with those kind of people too. I think they're interesting Um, and sort of being under undeniable management. What has it been like? uh, Well, first off, when did that transition happen where you felt like, okay, this was like, I'm making beats in discord to, Oh shit. Like I think I'm getting like a good, I'm getting like a good check for this beat that I mean. Yeah. Right. What, what, when did that first change that change first start? And then what is it like to be under like professional management as a producer? Right. I feel like not a lot of people are yeah. able to talk about this or, or do talk about it, but I think a lot of people are curious about it. At yeah, least, yeah. at least I am because I'm fucking asking about no, it. Very yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess uh, management is great. Like it, it, it's so great to just have people behind your music that have the same goals as you, but not in such a similar way. Like you know, you're supposed to make the music, and then you know, uh, I guess the other stuff involved with music would be getting the music to places. And someone like me, you know, I'll admit I'm not the best at you know doing that. So it's it's amazing to have someone else's help. Uh, you know someone that knows a little bit more than me about the music industry 
you know, at hand uh, to help. But I think that the turning point where I realized that I can at least, you know, make money off of music was this was back in 2020, I believe. I just made my BeatStars account and um, started that up, got a few sales within a few months. And that honestly had me so hyped. Like I would have been 14 or 13 or something at the time. And so just having any money at all, like in my PayPal was just the craziest thing to me. And, you know, I hadn't like worked a job or anything before that. So that was my first ever type of like money or anything. And so it was really, 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 um, I guess, surreal to me that you can make even money off just doing something you like. So I think that would have been like the turning point to where I realized that, I guess, but it was a hundred percent a different experience having like um just real paperwork and and stuff like that to to look at for sure because it's not necessarily validating or something like that but like you said like it's it's out into the world and i guess just having like as dumb as it is like a little pdf to look at is is kind of surreal and it's at the same time brings you back to reality because it's like okay i'm really like i can i can do this like i can keep going but uh yeah it definitely the 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 short lonely song that that was a whole different experience for sure and yeah it's still honestly kind of new like uh through that i've met a lot of new people and um yeah i'm excited to see where the future goes but uh speaking for now it's just super surreal to to know that the option is possible, you know, to go full, full mode with music. And so for sure. And I'd have to imagine is that's the goal. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, I'm going to like a community college right now. I'm, I'm trying to do, you know, the safe things in life, but I mean, Hey, who am I to admit that I don't want to be a producer for the rest of my life? You know what yeah. I mean? So I mean, the majority of people listening to this and kind of looking from the outside in already think you are a producer for a living, right, right. <laughs> which is which is really funny. And no, it's yeah, it's mm. still um. I mean, there's still progress to be done, like, uh, but it's just it's really comforting to to at least know that your music's getting out there somewhere. So yeah, and that's the most important thing, man. Is is your music having an impact? That's that shit is valuable. That shit's more valuable than anything, really. For sure. Couple quick questions right now for you, Keaton. You ready, man? I'm ready. What are you listening to right now? Right now, though. Man, right now. Right now, I will click on Spotify for you, man. It's right here. Right now, I'm listening to "Surfacing" by Slipknot. <laughs> Super <laughs> random. Probably the most random thing I could have said, but. Yeah, man, Slipknot, Miles Davis, Miles uh, Davis, Portishead, were if if you're hip to them, they're no, get me, get me hip, man, bro. I got you. I'll, I'm about to just send you my profile after this interview because oh, ass, I please, love listening please, please. to music. Like, yeah, I, I'll listen to anything. I guess that's another thing I could say. Like, um, I try not to just stick to one genre or anything like that. Like. If there's some type of music that someone's calling trash or terrible, I usually go try to find it and at least just listen to it. Like I want to find everything. So I love that. I uh, cause I'm I feel the same exact way. Where do you think that comes from? Would you wanting to just yeah. dive anywhere? I mean, before I was making music, because I guess that would be a relatively new thing in my life. Like up until that point, I just only listened to music. And so I guess it's cool now making beats that you can go back and listen to like maybe a a rock song from like the 80s and hear some real drums. And you may not like like me as a, a trap producer, I might not be able to pull that off. But to sit there and at least think about it and know it's possible with the tools you have is pretty mind blowing to me. Like not saying I can sit here and make a, a Fleetwood Mac song on FL, but like just the fact that technically it is a doable thing and like with all the modern technology it's crazy to me so it's pretty it's a goal of mine to be able to grasp like any type of music i can for sure yeah. 
I think that's such a fantastic perspective and mindset to approach music with because so many people hear like a couple of their friends or a couple of people on Twitter or IG say, oh, that was trash. Oh, this, that, and the third. And they go into listening to a project or genre of music with this bias, like, and this expectation, like this shit is trash, you know? Yeah. And why? <laughs> it's just why. That's, like that's, yeah. come on, that's not smart. I mean, it's very easy, like, I guess TikTok, like, the variety of music is out there. I mean, you'll hear, like, yeah, one song on one TikTok and a complete polar opposite on the other. But in general, like, your friend that is in the TikTok a lot may have one particular interest or something like that. And so not saying, like, death to TikTok or anything, but I honestly just am not on that as much and so i think just being on my own on spotify helps a lot like you can't have that bias at all and try to enjoy some new music i feel like like it's just impossible you may eventually find something but without that open mind like you won't even discover the thing you might love next so i don't know not saying like force yourself to listen to some like avant-garde electronic music or something like that but maybe figure out something in your life that you never cared for like country music and go and listen to it again like see what happens see see how your mind reacts with that but that's just my advice yeah that's fantastic advice if you don't have an open mind you might not find what you love next is what you said and that's 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 a very quotable moment right now from the expressions podcast that's really so keaton I couldn't agree more though. I mean, yeah, don't don't be approaching things like that. Just don't, just don't. Because again, sure. like you said, you might miss it. You might miss it. And I've had that. I, I've even had you know that happen to me where I listen to something. I'm like, eh, like I don't know. And then like four months later, I'm like, this is my favorite song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like and how do I admit, like why? It's such like a. It's like half music and half whatever's going on when you're listening to the music. It's just the way our brains are. And so like it's it's very subjective and like I guess you can like listen to music without even understanding what it's even supposed to do in the first place. But I don't know. It's just such a there's so much to it, I guess, with like music and the way people listen to music. And I find that fascinating too. And I would love to figure out the science behind that because I think that it would be awesome to keep producing and then figure out why people react to certain sounds or something like that. But I don't know. That's yeah. it's kind of beyond my brain power at the moment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I completely agree though. It's, it is really, really fascinating. Just, just, and something you said though is, and something I, and, and the point I want to make as well, which is, you know, I mentioned that example of listening to the song four months ago and listening to it right now. And you say it's really subjective. It's kind of what's going on in your life. And it's it's sort of in those four months, let's say, I changed as a person. I grew. I did this and that. And what I'm listening to right now, that shit's resonating with me because before it just wasn't because that was that that is it's just wasn't for me at the time. That wasn't resonating with me. I wasn't going through whatever that song meant, meant was going to mean to me. Excuse right. me. So yeah, music Isn't that is... a crazy feeling in the moment. You're like, damn, I would have never liked this like three months ago. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I get mad at myself anyways, but you exactly. know, what the fuck am I gonna do? Keaton, who are some of your favorite producers to work with right now that you're working with? Right now, first spot definitely Jay Wade. That's Jay Wade, but um, man, oh, it's such a hard question. I know. Listen, you can you can name a bunch. Oh, it's a tough one, but the, the people moment, you're locked in, like right now, you just been like, yeah, you feel like you guys are making some some really special shit. Honestly, right now, uh, there's this producer from Japan, uh, Pulp K, really fire producer. Okay, really fire producer. Um, Screer. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but mm-hmm. he's no. fire. Been working with him. Um, Usagi is fire. Mm. Anyone from opera, those are yep. my guys. You know, All Nick, crazy. Patrick, my bad, bro. Tizzy, um, 
We had I, I had Kagu on not so yeah, long Kagu, ago. All those guys are goaded. Uh, you know, those are really good guys. But honestly, yeah, Pope K, Usagi, and I'm trying to think of who else I've been working with at the moment. Um Ooh, that, that's really all I can think of at the moment. I, I, I know I'm forgetting so many names and I'm gonna no, 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 my wrist listen. after this interview, but listen to all the producers that Keaton works with, man. He appreciates and loves you. Don't worry, I got you. Uh obviously we listen to a shit ton of music from from clearly everywhere. We're talking about Slipknot, Miles Davis before. <laughs> now we were talking about loan for a minute, even to even to zucchini. I'm one of my favorite right, songs right. ever. Literally all over the place. By the way, I'm glad you like that beat. Thank you so much for that. How could you not like that beat? Is my question. If you don't like that beat, I question you. I'm gonna <laughs> question you. Who in the underground is up next? Who is who are you listening to, or maybe you're locked in with that is mm-hmm. in the cracks and the crevices right now, trying to get out that you think is just well, you said one just now, Zucchini. Zucchini's yeah. up next for sure. For sure, uh, agreed. Super fire. I don't work with him a lot, but super fire. I listen to him a lot. Uh, Tizzy is up next, 100%. Yeah. Tizzy's so fire. So, so fire. fire. Really good, dude. Um, trying to think rapper-wise. It could be any genre, too. Like, I say underground, yeah. but... I guess more so, are there any up-and-coming artists that you're listening to anywhere that okay, people yeah. need, to listen, need to tap into? Shoot. Honestly, I would say my boys from my town I live in. Uh, oh, shit. Let's go. Grayland. What are they called? Grayland. Grayland? Uh, yeah, it's, they're a rock band. They're, they're so hard. So hard. Um, they're definitely next up. Right, tap me in, man. I got you. Right? I need to. I need to support the Oklahoma scene right they now. They just dropped their first single uh, a couple months ago, so for sure I got you. Um, they're they're really cool. They're definitely next up. Uh, anytime they have a show and I can be there, hundred percent making it there. That type of thing. But I guess in other genres, uh, there's an artist from here named Lex. Lex. He's super hard. Uh, more of like a pop artist from okay. Tulsa. Super fire. Um. I'm hoping to work with her more in the future. Um, Lex. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I don't know if I'm thinking of the same person, but I feel like I I've let me say let me say, keep going though keep going see, keep oh, going for sure for sure and I'm trying to think of some more rappers I've been working with lately. Um, necessary. I, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, no, nah, he's hard. Out. He's hard. I've seen you have a good amount of stuff with him. Hundred percent. He's next up. Um really good dude i met him in tennessee also with jay wade at the same time so far so, for sure but now I, I don't know there's a lot of people up next though like back to what we were talking about with like music that's kind of popular now and i guess rappers that will be up in like a couple years or less i think that there's going to be a lot of those like a lot of people from the community that we're talking about just going up within the next couple years um it's just such a a new and refreshing sound like you keep all the elements of like i guess your normal trap music but a person like zucchini you know they may have a super you know creative taste in beats or something so they may go and try to find something that no one's rapping on yet and i think that's cool and i think that's what's going to make like certain rappers stand out now but it's just amazing seeing like the upcoming of all these guys like it, it truly is that's the best part about being in this music thing like being able to just be there and not only work with them but just watch them go from having almost no following to like being a superstar it's it's amazing so i agree that's one of my favorite feelings ever to to watch the come up it's inspiring yeah. it's you and like you said you get to work with these people and watch them go up and as as you're literally working with them and not only are they impacting people, but your music as a whole collectively is impacting people. And it's like, wow, it's, it really is amazing. For really sure. Is. Even if you like, even if you've never talked to the person, mm-hmm. whoever we're, we're talking about, it's still an amazing feeling to see whoever just go up. 
Completely so. agree. Keenum, Keenum, man. You got a lot of love in your heart. That's a very, very positive trait. Thank you. Man. I love that. Keenum, my la- my la- one of my last questions. We're not done yet. Who haven't you worked with yet that you need to? Artist or producer, whatever you want. Man, artist-wise, I would love to work with um me think at the moment. There's so many, man. So no, many I know, I know, I know. Tough so questions. Many. Tough questions. Honestly, like it would be a dream to work with some of the, the producers I grew up listening to. Um, I mean, of course, like at the top of that's like Metro, you know, the most popular mm-hmm. producer ever. But mm-hmm. um just people like that. Like at the time I was listening to maybe young bands when I was starting to make music. So Mexico Dro, anyone in that scene of SoundCloud, um that take a tape, like that that tape, all the producers on there, so fire. Um but artist wise, I really fuck with hard rock. Like all the stuff that's been coming out. Uh yeah. He's my favorite artist, yeah. Yeah. My favorite artist too. Yeah. That's what's yep. Up. yep. Um, yeah, his his music's really fire. I want to get more in with um Sig Carlito mm. for sure. More songs with him. Um shoot. And really anyone that's like that's related to any of the names, you know, I've been saying like I'm really down to work with whoever. And I think that really all my goals are set on is just working with whoever's next. So just anyone but so I, i'm sorry i can't answer your, your <laughs> no, no no you know you've answered it you've answered it so fantastically hard. you've given me like 60 names you're you're, <laughs> you're you're describing everything very well please you're doing a great job thank you so keaton the year's 2028 that's five years from now where are you gonna be paint a little picture and i just want to be comfortable and happy for real but uh to paint a picture i'm thinking like just a really scenic place. Nice. Um, some speakers and a laptop. That's really all I really want. So as long as, you know, those two things are available and they're at whatever place, I think I'll be good. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love to just make it to a point in the, in the music where um, I can live and create freely. So. Wow, that was fucking beautiful. That was so simply, simply put, but had a lot, a lot of meaning right there. You're a simple guy that you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot to be content uh, because you're happy with yourself, clearly. And that is so important. It's so, 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 so important. Definitely important, yeah. Keenum, this has been absolutely fucking legendary. This is one of the most wholesome podcasts I think has ever occurred here on the Expressions Podcast. So we thank you for that. Tell the people. Where can they find you? Instagram, SoundCloud, anything else you want to plug? Beat Stars. Man, yeah, yeah. Find me anywhere with um K-E-A-T-M-N. So anywhere, that's pretty much my ad if you want to find me. Um, I do have a Beat Stars. You know, my prices aren't too terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh but no, seriously, like say what's up. I love talking to everyone. So just hit me. Beautiful. Kim. This is the very, very, very last question. Anything else you'd like to say to people out there? Final words. Man, I would just like to say after after our, I like that conversation we had about having an open mind in music. So mm-hmm. I guess the biggest takeaway I could say is just open your ears, like listen to everything. Open your ears, listen to everything. I'll say it one more time. Keenum. Beautifully said. You're an absolutely incredible human and an incredible producer. Thank you so much for coming Likewise, on. I really man. appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening to the Expressions Podcast, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And until next time.